Collective Cast number 14, Stuck in a Rut. You're tuned to the Collective Cast. Agents of the Collective strive to fight, adapt, and grow. Whether facing the evils of the world or those within ourselves, we support one another and leave nobody behind. And now, here's your host of the Collective Cast, The Cryptic Chameleon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Chris, also known in the game streaming world as the Cryptic Chameleon. Welcome back to the Collective Cast, and happy 2022 to all of you. Yep, so as I as I mentioned in the previous episode, I said I was going to try to get one of these out per month, and... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with that, so uh, I decided to go ahead and uh, dive in, so to speak. If you have a story of how you've overcome adversity in life and want to share that story and what you've gotten out of it, by all means, please email feedback at collectivecast.com and I will contact you so that we can record your story together. I would love to hear from people and to be inspired by how you have struggled through life and overcome those challenges. So uh, to start off the new year, I finally got my Umbral node, which is a Bitcoin node. It is not a uh, Bitcoin mining node, but a Bitcoin transactional node. And that means that this podcast, as soon as I open up a lightning channel, will be streaming sat enabled. That means that you could, if you want to, and you're using one of the new podcast apps that support the value function, or yes, the value function, you will be able to share value, uh, if you so choose, in a monetary way using Bitcoin. So that's an advantage that is coming soon to this podcast, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. Speaking of which, Bitcoin right now, as of today, has been going in a relative downward trajectory, which I'm all for because I could snag a little bit of more pieces of Bitcoin at a lower cost. So, how are things going? It's 2022, it's a new year, a new chance to start looking at life differently again. And what does that mean? Uh, what does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? For me, I it started off like I wanted to approach the new year positively, as do most people. You don't look at a new year and be like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope that things get worse this year. Or let's hope that things stay the same this year. Like Generally speaking, I know that I would prefer to approach a new year with some sense of optimism and some sense of being able to make some positive change. Now, I do not make New Year's resolutions anymore, although kind of in the back of my mind, I do have, you know, I, I do have some some fat around my gut that I do want to uh, reduce. But when I say I want to do something, a lot of times I don't end up doing it. And that's what we commonly see with New Year's resolutions in general. You end up saying, oh, this year, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And by February, you're done. Eh, it was too hard. Whatever. And that's some of what I'm encountering. At least, personally, that that's what I've been encountering. Certain areas of my life are getting better. Uh, certain relationships have 
improved. And yet at the same time, that's not without its friction. And at times, I honestly feel trapped. I, I feel trapped by my situations. I feel trapped because I am still having a hard time when I'm feeling anxious about something that I don't want to do or have a hard time dealing with. I'll tend to do my avoidant behaviors rather than actually deal with stuff. Now, I'm at least aware of it. And awareness is important, but it's being stuck in the same patterns and in some ways sliding backwards from where I was two or three months ago. It doesn't mean that it's serious. It just means that I'm recognizing in myself that I'm in a more depressed state right now. And that's really challenging. It's challenging because it's not who I want to be. It's not being my best self. And granted, I am in my dysfunction doing things that are functional, but it's not like I'm taking joy out of those things at the same level that I would. Because when you compulsively do something to try to deal with stress, rather than doing it for the sake of the joy of it, you end up missing out. So for example, it was really ex- I, I am actually excited about this, that um, there are these animation cells that I've purchased that I should be getting next week that were from one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid, which was the real Ghostbusters. And so that's going to be I'm, I'm really excited about that, but at the same time, I ordered them on a whim, and they were at a good price and everything, but mostly because I was anxious. I bought a bunch of stuff to digitize videos. I, I, I have like 30 or 40 mini DV tapes, and I've been wanting to digitize them and maybe upscale them. And I went on eBay recently, and I, I found a, an SVHS mini DV combo player and so I, I bought that I got I ordered all the wires that I was going to need I ordered two different capture devices because one of them uh, is as a backup for the other basically well, actually one of them's because I didn't do my research first I'll be honest and I bought all this stuff and it's fine I had the money to do it but I don't know that I was purely doing it out of the real desire to do this stuff I do get excited about finding old videos and restoring them and possibly using AI to upscale them. So this isn't anything bad so much as it is that I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. I know I'm doing it for the wrong reason. The reason that I did it was I was stressed out and anxious and wanted to find something to do other than deal with my anxiety and just deal with what I need to deal with. And that is the big challenge is when we find a source of pain or anxiety trying to find a way to get through it and I really uh, at least I'm more self-aware at this point like I I have an awareness that I'm anxious or stressed but the whole leaning into that at times is not easy now there's other areas in my life with relationships where it's been easier to lean in to uncomfortable situations And maybe that's part of the problem is that I'm making progress in a different area of my life right now, which means I'm falling back on holding the rest of my life together, which is kind of scary because to me, relationships are important and 
there's a fear of losing a relationship or harming a relationship. And I also don't want to give into that fear either because sometimes there are and have been times, and I've talked about those times <laughs> in my life, where you have to let go of a relationship in order to become a, more of yourself. I don't know if this is one of those occasions or not. I know that I'm better at dealing with conflict within a relationship, and when conflict comes up, it's it's a lot easier to listen and to figure out well where can I actually take blame for certain things versus where do I where, where am I being attributed to causing things that are beyond my actual control this happens and this happens in friendships it happens in romances it happens all over the place but the question is you know is improving in that area of communication and that type of relationship more important than improving upon my relationship with myself. You know, I'm not somebody that loves exercising. I'm not somebody who loves necessarily eating the most healthy foods, but I deserve and I I deserve to do those things for myself. I am worth doing those things. And it, I don't know that it's necessarily just an aspect of laziness. That's what I always thought. Oh, I'm just lazy. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm labeling myself as lazy at that point, so then I start to believe it. But secondly, it, it's not just laziness. It's not a priority for me. Self-care is not as high of a priority as it probably should be. And so there are many areas in my life where I'm becoming more complacent and I see it and I feel it and it weighs heavily upon me and it's hard not to get frustrated it it, it feels like I'm watching myself do the easier things like oh I have 10 minutes there's YouTube exercise videos. In fact, I saved one on a playlist. There's YouTube exercise videos that require no equipment, don't require you to go to the gym, and are a very effective workout in between 5 to 15 minutes a day. That's not a lot of time to ask, but immediately my brain's like, uh, you know that feeling where it's like, oh, uh, you know, hey, you, you can do your taxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could get my taxes done today. You know? Oh yeah, I could get my taxes done. But it's like that that you know, that gut feeling. It's it's hard to describe, like where you feel this sense of tension. When I think of exercising, it's this this form of tension and anxiety, like, uh, it's time and it's work and it hurts and you get a slow burn on the results and I very much am the type of person where I'd like to see results faster rather than taking time to slowly get through stuff. And that's why it feels in the moment more effective to deal with my anxiety through buying something, watching something, vegging out, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, THC-based products. And I say THC-based products because uh, I have never actually had real marijuana, period. Um, I haven't. But I have had THC Delta-8, which is a derivative of CBD, 
which basically has the same impact, although um, it's legal in most states, and it also is supposed to have a lesser effect than the real thing. That being said, um, I've felt the same feelings from that through meditation in the past as well. So I could be meditating. I could be practicing mindfulness. In fact, I did do a mindfulness exercise the other day. These are aspects of self-care. But when I talk about self-care, it's like I get that anxious pullback feeling like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And it's hard to get out of that thought process. I should do this. I have to do this. I must. I must do it. Uh, I have no time to do this other thing. This is too big. This is too small. This is meaningless. This isn't meaningless. And all of these thoughts are not the right way to think, so to speak. And no, there's no right or wrong way to think. But what I'm saying is that it's like knowing what I need to do to care for myself and still not wanting to do it. And at my core, that's a problem. How do you deal with that? Well, that's a good question. I don't necessarily have the answer. Uh, and it's hard not to get frustrated and to despair because I've done so much work on myself so much and it's been so hard and it's been an uphill battle and now it feels like I'm losing ground to myself because nobody's taking these actions except for me I'm taking these actions in my life and I don't want this to sound like one big long depressing thing in fact it's going to be exciting at some point when I'm capturing the mini DV tapes or a couple of VHS tapes that I have and getting them into digital form and doing some editing with them and maybe buying an application to upscale them. And then another part of me is like, yeah, but you did that for the wrong reason. So now I feel guilty for doing it. But I like I enjoy doing this stuff to a certain extent. I get frustrated with it. I give up on it for a while. I come back to it. That's the way things are. That's kind of how this podcast is too. It's I walk away from it for a while. I come back to it. And that's how hobbies happen for me sometimes. But some of that isn't just a hobby thing. Some of that is a life thing where I give up too easily. It's like, oh, that is frustrating and difficult to do. I don't want to deal with it. And that's not going to help me move forward. But at the same time, you can't do every single thing. Or I know I can't do every single thing that I get frustrated and give up on. When I started game streaming, so this is not really an aside. Trust me, we'll connect back. When I started game streaming, one of the things that I started doing was going back to games that I played as a kid on computers and replaying them to the end because I would get bored with a game or I would get frustrated with a game and then I would give up on it and just be like, ah, I've got other games. Okay. Some of the first games that you will see on my YouTube channel as a streamer are games like American McGee's Alice that I started playing as a kid but never beat. Uh, another one was... What was it called? Oh, gosh. It's a game about wizards. It might have been called Wizards. I'm not sure. It's not Simon the Sorcerer, I don't think. Maybe it is. Anyway, point being... A lot of the games that I started playing when I was game streaming uh, more heavily and recording those videos were games that I didn't beat as a kid because I felt bad that I gave up on them, that I didn't have the tenacity, 
the stick to to deal with them. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. For example, Morrowind. I, I started playing Morrowind again. I got about two recordings in, and I said, no, this just isn't the game for me. And there's a difference there, I think. The, there's a difference between giving up for, for something or giving up on something because it's frustrating and hard and giving up on something because you've realized that it just isn't your thing. One of the games I gave up on was Minecraft just because it, except for like digging a hole in the ground and digging sideways and making tunnels and just eventually mining and getting diamonds and things like that in the game, like... I just see that as a relaxing, repetitive activity. It's not something that I take joy in playing because there's no story. It's And and people will argue, oh, yeah, no, no, here's a story. you got to beat the Ender Dragon. That was added later. And not only was it added later, but unless you know what you're looking for and know what you're doing, you're not going to find that ending. Minecraft isn't about that. It's about... A sandbox environment. You're you're just playing and building and having fun that way. And unfortunately, I don't really have fun that way. That's just me, you know. Like they're they're and it's not to say I didn't give it a fair shake. I've played it plenty of times. It just isn't that engaging for me. And there's a difference between those things. But you notice the pattern. When playing games that are frustrating or just hard and difficult, and I'm hitting my head against the wall, I had a tendency to give up on them and move to something else. And that kind of is what happens in my life in general. I encounter a difficulty and I take the easier path because it's easier and more comforting and less challenging. And I I can, hey, so there's a path that goes up a hill and there's a path that goes sideways around the hill on a slightly downward slope that'll put me at the bottom of the hill on the other side, which is not where I wanted to go. I wanted to get to the top of the hill, but getting to the top of the hill requires effort and is hard. And it is. And again, to not get down on myself, to not sit there and be like, Chris, you know, you're terrible for not taking care of yourself. You're a bad human being. You're bad for not doing what you know you need to do for yourself. It's hard to let go of that self-judgment. I know this is this is deep, right? You know, like, and it sounds like I'm in a depressed spiral right now and my life is falling apart and, you know, I'm fine. But this podcast is also my outlet about me. Unless, of course, you send me your stories, in which case I will either read them or I will invite you onto the show. We'll record together. It'll be a blast. Uh, I don't want this podcast to always be about me. But being that, you know, right now... I'm the only one doing the podcast. It is about me and my journey. And that's important. It is important to acknowledge your own journey. And for me to acknowledge my own journey and to acknowledge those difficulties. So many people who host a variety of different types of podcasts make it seem as if their life is all held together. Like they've got their junk together. They know what they're doing and uh, they have great lives. And it always seems that way because you only have to present one face of yourself to the internet. And a lot of times it's not intentional. People make it seem like, oh yeah, my life is great. This is going well. This is going well. It's not that maybe those things aren't true. 
maybe that person is perceiving in that moment the good things in their lives. And I have lots of good things in my life. I have this podcast. I have the ability to create this podcast. I have this new podcast website powered by Castapod, which is open source and is federated. You can follow me on any Mastodon instance, any Playroma instance, uh, Friendica, any of those. You can follow this podcast directly through my website. You just follow the collective cast at, or at, at www.collectivecast.com and there you go. That's not an email address, by the way. That's how you would fi- find me on a federated um, environment. I have enough money that I can selfishly invest in equipment and other things that I don't need. That doesn't mean I'm rich. It doesn't mean I should be doing that, but I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for getting to spend time with my son on the weekends. I'm thankful that I have certain relationships in my life that have gotten better. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for the ability to just live my life. And a lot of people will have moments like that where they're totally focused on the good because it's a lot easier to talk about the positive than the negative. But then it accidentally gives people a sense of, oh, your your life is always good because you're always talking about the positives. And I also don't want to err on the other side. Oh, my life is terrible because I'm always talking about the negatives. It's a balance. Unfortunately, right now, that balance is tipped in a more negative light for me. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything, you know, is terribly wrong, but it just means my life is out of balance. And I need to do the work to get my life rebalanced, which takes effort and is exhausting. And again, it's also hard not to judge myself. Me, me, me. This show is about me. Yay. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I like talking about me and things that I'm passionate about. Sometimes I do. And this is not one of those times. This is one of those times where I really wanted to do this podcast, not because of really cool, inspiring things like my Ghostbuster story I told last time, but because if I'm being honest, a lot of people jump into a new year and they start talking about how great the year is going to be and how positive it's going to be and all these great changes they're going to make and how it's a fresh start and everything. And that is all true. But not for me right now. It's not. I'm not seeing the silver lining to the clouds. I'm just seeing fog. And that's okay. As a, as a famous song says, the sun will come out tomorrow. And it'll burn off the fog and I'll be able to see clearly. Like I was saying <laughs> before my phone somehow started playing a podcast. Sometimes it takes time for the sun to burn off the fog and the sun will come out. It, it happens. It's by nature. It happens. And in our lives, it will happen. And I look forward to it. It's just hard right now. So whatever positive thoughts you could send my way, I'd appreciate it. Um, but I also do want to hear your stories of how you overcome situations like this. How have you overcome anxiety in your life or adversity in your life? What have you learned? What tips, what tricks have you learned for yourself? What have you learned about yourself at a deeper level? Maybe not even a tip or a trick, but just what have you learned about yourself by getting through those experiences? If you want to share those, it's feedback at 
collectivecast.com. And I'll be happy to either read your story out loud or to record with you if you'd like to do that. One of the things I'll mention is that this is a value for value podcast using the podcasting 2.0 feature set. That means basically I am offering this podcast out there for free because honestly, it's that's the best way to do things sometimes. And especially for something like this where I'm not an expert <laughs> and I'm mostly talking about myself. Of course, I'm not going to charge people for that. But the point is, is that if you do get value out of this, then show some level of value back. Now, that doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be streaming sats. Although, hey, I would love to see some boostergrams and uh, some streaming sats at some point. But if you like what you're hearing, leave feedback. Leave a review in one of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, participate in the federated conversation thread for this episode. There's one for every episode. Uh, you know, and if you want to toss me a few bucks, fine. You know, whatever value is for you, I'd love to see that value. Um, any value uh, given back is appreciated. But um, yeah, so the new year's not starting off very good for me. But that does not mean that I'm giving up. It just means that I've got to dig deeper inside myself and figure out how to see the world differently so that I can take the approach I need to take. That's what it comes down to. So if you want to leave feedback again, the place to do that is feedback at collectivecast.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for bearing with my downtimes here. And uh, hopefully next month, there'll be a little bit of a more positive spin on things. In the meantime, I'm Chris, also known as the Cryptic Chameleon. Uh, Chameleon. You've been listening to the Collective Cast, and I hope to catch you again next month. Take care.